from the st- oh that that oh I like that you like that yeah it's like you undid your pants <laughs> it was sounded, <laughs> it sounded like this hold on oh dude no I'm not doing it wow oh the trick is you put your th- you put your fingernail over your zipper and you go. And, and it sounds like you're unzipping your pants, but you're really but not. But you're really not. Wow. Yeah. From the studios of Fractal Recording, this is the Profit First Podcast, episode 22. Oh, I was yes! laying the trigger. Well, yeah, you were laying the trigger. <laughs> Dude, you thought I didn't unzip my pants. <laughs> you did. Dude. I stood up to do the finger over the zipper trick, and you're like, oh my God. Dude. Dude. Unbelievable. We're keeping that in, right? <laughs> no, we added everything out. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Have you listened to this whole song yet? <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I haven't. Yeah. I, but every so often you play, like we'll be in the studio. A different part. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, there's like some nice, right? nice transitions, bridges, solos. Like whoever wrote this song, I mean, worked it. Right? It's really cool. So welcome everyone. The Profit First Podcast. I am Chris Kern. I'm the founder of Fractal Recording. Or as you like to say, Fractal Recording. Fractal Recording. I'm Mike Michalowicz, and I'm the author of Profit First, among other books. And what we do on this show is we talk about the money (laughs) side. And we have fun. Yeah, you know what's coming. You know what's coming. Dude. Yeah, hang on to the end of this episode. Oh my God. You're going to (laughs) hear... If you pay, if you listen to the last couple of weeks, it's gotten more and more intense. Um, but what we talk about is money, man, because money matters. But honestly, we talk about all aspects of business, but it has to funnel down to becoming more profitable. Last week, Angie was amazing. 10% profit on a multi-million dollar business. Yeah. And three, four years ago, barely surviving. Yeah. Dude, so what you been up to, bro? Yeah. You, well, you can find oh. our podcast on <laughs> iTunes and Stitcher, and our website is ProfitFirstPodcast.com. Yeah, you know, I'm actually publishing a book. I'm publishing a book called Byways of Blessed by James Allen, written in 1904. Yeah, and that's a, that's a copyright... It's not a, It's public domain now. Public domain. It's one of the greatest self-help slash spiritual books. James Allen is my one of my favorite authors, so I'm totally psyched. I'm working on it, uh, putting it together, you know, um, designing a cover. It's, it's exciting. I think that's really cool. So, so when it's done, it'll... It'll, it'll, I'll, uh, I'll let everyone know when it's done. So what have you been up to? Yeah, so I don't know if you can see it right over there, but that's uh, that coat is what I wore when I did a cattle drive. Uh, you ever see City Slickers? What? Yeah. I did. Now, this is back four or five years ago, but I pulled out the old jacket because the rainy weather we're having today oh. and uh, threw that on. And it, somewhere like I'm a between a cattle drive guy or just this weirdo that thinks he's a cowboy walking around the streets of New Jersey. Right, it looks kind of normal. We, yeah, well, we you can't have, see. I gotta un, like, I gotta lay it out, and you'd see it. We might have to tweet a picture of it or something. Oh, you know, that's a good idea. Have you washed it since then? No, <laughs> no, no. The seriously? fresh smell of cowboy. <laughs> no, you, you don't wash it. It's all. It's like leather, waterproofed. It's an Australian outback type jacket. I was wondering what that smell was in the studio. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> oh, I'm oh, gonna go God. somewhere else. Oh, jeez. So we have a great guest, and by the way, we have. I want to personally. Yeah, you do it this time. Individually. Thank our sponsors. Who are they? Nextiva. We're going to talk about them a little more later. Nextiva, T-Sheets, and Fundera. Those three companies keep this rolling. Yeah, they're, they're our sponsors. Really cool. And you know what? Call them up and tell them we sent you. Yeah, please do. Say, Chris and Mike sent us. Um, don't t- Please do not tell them about the unzipping pants nonsense. But do tell them we sent you. And, uh, you know, I consider them more partners now. Sponsors sounds like they're just paying us. Partners pay us <laughs> with benefits. Uh, so, but they keep the show floating. So, thanks to those guys. Yeah, thanks. You know who's on our guest? Who's our guest today? Our <laughs> guest. We're psyched. I'm we're, psyched. You're psyched because this is the fan 
guy. When you think of fans, I mean, think of the biggest, greatest fans in U.S. history. And I'm not, I'm not saying sports fans. <laughs> I am not saying any other kind of fan, <laughs> except for the one that's above your head right now, spinning around. <laughs> you know, did you ever look up that fan and say, "Wow, where did that spinning, beautiful piece of machinery come from?" Right? And Chances. How- How'd they get it to spin like that? How'd they get it to spin like that? Is that magic? <laughs> Is there some kind of god that spins and moves this invisible space called air? No, there isn't. Or maybe there is, because that god's name is Kurt Schaefer. Kurt Schaefer is the founder of Invisco, the whole housefanguy.com. You got to check out that website. He's a grad of USC. He's the. Listen, listen to Kurt's background. Kurt is the. Uh, he invented the first commercial webcam software called Snap and Send. Remember that? Wow. 1995. He installed the first whole house fan in 2008 and sold those things on eBay. He invented the first attic-mounted 30-inch belt drive fan in 2009. And he has trademarked the ultimate cooling machine. His name is Kurt Schaefer. Welcome to the Talk. Kurt! Hey! <laughs> Kurt? You guys are having way too much fun. <laughs> so... Did I, was your bio accurate that I read? Oh, uh, it was, uh, especially since I think you read what I sent you. Which is <laughs> I know. I said, Kurt, just send me anything you say. About, I'll read anything. Uh, did- what I think is most important uh, to uh, get across to your audience is that the uh, long-tailed keyword whole house fans is unique to fans that mount in the attic but are not gable or attic fans. They are fans that pull the hot air out of a house and the cool air in the windows. They are the ultimate window fan. Nice. What do you mean nice? I'm confused already. Really? Yeah, that that sounds like an attic fan to me. (laughs) Isn't that what an attic fan does? No, an attic fan simply blows the hot air out of the attic and sucks cooler air in the eaves to cool the attic off, but it doesn't do anything for your home. Uh, okay. So my parents had, when I was growing up in the 70s, they had a fan that was mounted from the attic down. There was like louvers going into the house. My father would turn that, it would be a hot summer day. he turns turn things on. You're all night, but it would suck in the cool air through the windows and blow it into the attic and out vents up there. Bingo. What? That's it. That's it. Oh, is that your fan? Yes, it is. Kurt, you've been part of my life since 1970. <laughs> well, the first machine was installed, machines were installed in the early 1900s, way before Carrier made, uh, invented the air conditioner. Wow. <laughs> I got a call from a, a company doing a re- uh, restoration of a... 1903 home in Atlanta, Georgia, and they had a 50-inch fan at the top of the stairway. Wow. God. Watch your fingers and hands around that Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Watch your torso. That'll take you out. So another piece of trivia is the amount of air fans blow. How how much blowing? (laughs) Give me the, the volume of blowing going on here. By the way, you guys will get a kick out of this. What I've been toying with is, shouldn't my tagline be, Invisco fans suck? (laughs) It's better than Invisco's fans blow. (laughs) I like that. So here's what I got to know. 
How are you growing your business specifically? Like you said, you're the biggest pumpkin in the industry. What were the strategies you used to start becoming the big player in the industry? Well, the main strategy was to broaden my product line by by creating these big machines that would that would go up in the attic. The second strategy was to uh, branch out into other types of fans. As an example, uh, you've seen barns with cupolas on them. That's what uh, Chris has, yes. Well, uh, I now have cupola fans. No one else in the, in the industry has them. But, um, but let me ask you this, Kurt. You're broadening out. You're broadening your line. You're broadening out. That means a lot more variability in your customers. It sounds like actually you're becoming a, a one-stop shop. Well, that's exactly um, a goal of mine, okay. and and it has helped a great deal. Uh, although I will share with you that my dominance in terms of product line and products uh, has only occurred in the last year. So. The world doesn't really know about what I have yet. Um, WholeHouseFanGuy.com is Not to plug a it. website I created years ago for the specific purpose of having a world view of all machines with absolutely no bias and no no opinions, just facts. And that site, uh, on that site, I welcome people to write me, tell me about their home. And I'll give them advice about what fan to use. Okay, and, so and, l let's just rewind here. So I'm trying to understand how you're attracting clients. That website isn't promoting your products per se. It's just answering questions about fans? That's right. If you go there, you'll find all every fan model from every manufacturer in the entire world, including uh, Australia, uh, are on that site, and all there are are facts. No opinions. Uh, no sales pitches, nothing. Then how does that draw business for you ultimately, or does it? Well, the beauty of it is that I've proven um, with my product line that if I have a better product than anyone else, uh, once people go to the Whole House Fan Guide, they gravitate to my company in Visco. Mm -hmm. because, Why? Well, primarily um, my variable speed. Uh, that's a big sales. Uh, really, really. Now, I have, maybe for commercial users, I can see that that. But does a home user really carry care about variable speed? I mean, when I say, do you mean infinite speed when you say variable speed? Well, it's infinitely variable between okay. it's slow and fast, so it's not an infinite number of speeds. The RPM of the motor limits the top speed. I got gotcha. you, but. That there's mass appeal to this infinite variable speed. Well, I can't tell you it's mass appeal. Okay. All I can tell you is that it gives me a heck of an edge. Yeah, but for who? Like, who wants that? Well, I'll give you an example. Um, I got a call from a lady in uh, north of here who has a two-story with four bedrooms upstairs, and she was getting quotes from me and and my my biggest competitor here, and. She knew about my variable speed, and so the salesman was in her house, and she asked him, do you have variable speed fans? He said, you bet we do. Mm -hmm. She said, are they infinitely variable? He said, well, there are two speeds. 
Okay. And then she's like, oh, don't pull that one over. Don't pull the wool over my eyes. Two speeds. Two speeds. I've seen better than that. I want infinite. I mean, really? That was basically what she said? That's it. I got the order. That's it. Yeah, but so, but what's the benefit? I still don't get it. Control. Well, the, is it? The, the, Maybe it is. the primary benefit is that uh, it's unique and people think that they're really going to love it. But there's an even more important benefit. And that is that now that I have that variable. cat's attacking you again. What's that? What something's like? There's a cat or something that's hissing at you. We can hear this like. Noise. Are you scraping oh, up against the computer there? I was uh, I was rubbing the dust off my computer. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah the old rub the dust. So <laughs> so what um so what's the dealio so, about this? Yeah. So here is the most important thing about variable speed. Yes. And that is my new invention, smart speed, which is an automatic speed control and you've got to wonder why has it why hasn't anyone done this in 120 years of whole house fans now my daughter likes to bake cakes and stuff i could see her coming daddy look at all this flour i have here i'm like do not walk in our 85 degree room <laughs> because that fan kicks in is there some kind of override i assume there is oh yes there's a manual mode and your your story brings up a funny story. Because oh, mine fellow, wasn't. <laughs> it really wasn't. No. Yeah. I know a fellow who put in a 30-inch Home Depot six years ago, and his wife likes to tell the story about how he turned it on, and he had forgotten to open a window. And so all the air came down his chimney and spread his ashes mm. all over the living room. Oh. oh, my God. Oops. Those Home Depot fans, <laughs> man, Open they, a do, window. they do that to you. Well, here, we, we want to test your fan knowledge. <laughs> we, Because um, you're familiar with all the different competing fans and stuff, right? Yeah. Well, we like to do yeah, No, by the way, after, after we test your knowledge i think we're, we want to get more into uh the business part yeah of, we were gonna we're gonna dig in yeah so the the technicalities of what you've invented is awesome but a lot of our listeners want to hear about the business part and the profit and the revenue and all that stuff so we're gonna play three or four different sounds we want you to tell us what kind of fan this is all right chris you just lead us through this would you do you hear that what what kind of fan is that kurt <laughs> <laughs> He's familiar with that. That's good, guys. That's good. That's good. I would say that it's an air-moving machine. Oh, he's right. He's right. It's a fan, yeah. I know, but what? What? It's kind a of, box fan. A box fan. That was a box fan. Like a freestanding, one of those square freestanding. Yeah. Ones. Well, we'll play one more fan sound. Um, Tell if you recognize these. <laughs> Sounds like a propeller on an airplane. It does sound exactly like a Cessna taking off. Yeah. Interesting. What was That's that? just a little like a little oscillating fan. Like oh, a, that could sits be. On a, a, on a desk. Give us one final one here. What do you think about that, Kurt? Oh, that's an Invisco fan. It's so quiet. Oh, oh dude. Nicely done. That's actually a B-17 airplane. Oh, God. That was confusing. So, Okay. <laughs> So that was our transition that didn't work. You want to hear some celestial white noise? Uh, one, one more, one more. That's celestial white noise. Celestial white noise. I thought that's what you hear in space, maybe. Oh, I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> doesn't, it, doesn't it bother you that your uh, wall is so empty now that you've taken all of this stuff off the wall? 
Yeah, it does kind of feel that way. <laughs> we're really we're really digging deep for whatever we can find here, and there's, there's not much left. Oh. All right, Kurt, tell us about the business. You, when you and I were emailing back and forth, um, first you did have me when you said I read the pumpkin plan, but then you, you talked about this explosive growth. Tell us more about your growth and, and what you've done to grow your business so well in, in such a unique niche. Well, the direct answer is that my sales growth has not been explosive. Uh, my product development has been explosive, but I've I've diligently gone after very specific outlets to increase my sales. For instance, I got a list of 200 installers and dealers all over the United States who install and deal in my competitors' lines. Ah, like this. Give me the dirty details. So I contacted every one of them by phone and by, hang on one There's second. one calling you right now. There he is. They don't want a fan. <laughs> That's it. So uh, I went after them, and I, I called uh, and wrote them all. And I actually landed a deal with three dealers two years ago. And one of them actually helped me a little bit. Um, but in general, uh, no one really stepped up to the plate because – they were so happy with the company they were with. One of them, very, very important local contractor, um, told me he was doing so well with my competitor that he wouldn't consider switching to me. And I didn't really ask him to switch. I just said, hey, add me to your product line. Sell some of mine. Mm -hmm. Well, guys, that was two and a half or three years ago. He called me a month ago said, I want to meet with you. And we met, and he told me that he had become uh, very disenchanted with the per the company he was with. Mm -hmm. He wanted to stop dealing in their product, and he was going to bring all of his business to me this year. This isn't just good. This is huge. Okay. If I, if I get 20% of what he did last year, my business doubles this year. Free fans for everybody. Wow. <laughs> what? So, what was what triggered that pain for him? Did, did he give you any details why he's disenchanted with his current guy? So you don't repeat that same mistake. Very, very few, and I can't make any of it public. Okay. Um, so he gave you a few details. H how did he remember you two and a half years later? Oh well, I'm sure that he's been watching my website, watching my plans change, watching everything I was doing. Uh, because, as you know, the fabulous part about the Internet is it makes everybody, big and small, look the same. That's true. That is true. So that, that's been a, a huge leveling of the playing field for me. So this guy must be a little bit nervous about starting a new relationship, an established relationship that fell apart. He's now going with you. He probably wants to dip his toe in the water. How are you making this transition uh, safe for him? Well, it's a good question, and the direct answer is that he came to me with a, um, a request for quote from a group of, of people who have cabins and want to replace their rooftop uh, mounted units, and they have 20 cabins, so this is not a small deal. 
but it's not massive either. It's it's twenty times your units go for up to two thousand. Thing you said, so this may be a forty thousand dollar deal or smaller. I in assume. this in this case, it's eight hundred. So this is a sixteen grand deal. Okay, so it's not a small deal, but for, for the volume this guy does, I assume it's a smaller project. Oh yeah. Now, well, what are you going to do to wow him? What I did was I put together a prototype which I just shipped yesterday, and it. It works better than the competitor that he had. Uh, it's built better, and it has variable speed, which the, which the uh, customer loves. And so when he gets it, he is going to love it and order a bunch more. And how about profitability? I mean, as your business is growing, you're you're now breaking into the main vein, if you will, of, uh, of leads and opportunities through this dealer network. How are you ensuring profitability so that you, you get more money coming into your pocket? I'm very lucky in that respect. Uh, here are some facts. My, my primary competitor has prices that are uh, so high that I can build these systems for about 30 to 40% of that sale price. But for now, the customer, I, they're they're used to this higher price from your competitor, so you can stay around that same selling price. Absolutely, I don't cut their price. I don't. In fact, my my prices are all within a few dollars of theirs for each performance point, and and they have a, a corporate philosophy that might drive them out of business. I don't know, but they're offering up to fifty percent discount off their list price. Wow, which is which is really crazy in my mind. So instead of paying, and they're giving that to their dealers. So they're, for a, as an example, uh, their eight hundred dollar fan, they'll send it send it out the door for about five or six hundred, four to five hundred, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll send it out the door for eight hundred. And so the dealer then puts a markup on that for their margin, but they make more money in the installation, I assume, well, right? They do. Remember. Uh, they're not. They don't have to mark it up because the list price is the list price, and everyone figures they have to pay that. So oh. the dealer, the dealer, not only gets to sell this fan for eight hundred dollars list price, but he gets to install it for three, four, five hundred dollars, and he's getting four, five hundred off from the company. So, bottom line is, if I sell mine for list price and don't discount to a dealer or just give a dealer a little discount, then I put the rest of the money in my pocket as profit. Now, how many years did you have this business? Have you had your business? Well, I, I sold my first fan in October of 2008. Okay, so it's seven years now. Um, looking back, Kurt, as my kind of final question to you, looking back from today to 2008, seven years have passed, what would you recommend for people listening and for yourself that you have done differently to grow like you are now and to achieve the profitability you are now? Wow. The direct answer is there are very few steps I took that were bad Hmm. uh, other than creating untested systems and putting them in attics and and figuring out that they don't didn't work as well as as I was hoping they would because in the end I'm an inventor I'm also a fairly good salesman but 
as an inventor, I love this business because I get to create stuff. That's and your so What would I do differently? Um, in 08, I wasn't really working it. In 09, I wasn't really working it. In 10, I was working it, but not, I didn't have the product line. In 11, I expanded my product line uh, to more performance points. And then in 11, I invented the large structure. So I've, I really have only been working it since 11, four years, three years, 11, 12, 13, 14. And in this past year is when you're really hitting it. So it does take time, it sounds like. So it's it's a it's a fascinating <laughs> adventure, I'll tell you. Definitely. Yeah. The, hey, the riches are in the niches. Kurt, uh, if people want to learn more about you, uh, where should they go? Oh well, definitely go to invisco.com. I n v i s c o. And if you want to learn about fans in general, go to wholehousefanguy.com. And That's Kurt, right. I know you're on LinkedIn. We're LinkedIn buddies, and he's on also Twitter, Kurt Schaefer One. Kurt, absolute pleasure having you. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you. Thanks, Kurt. So, uh, wow. Yes. You always say, you know, every call afterwards, you're like, wow. I do say wow. Wow. That's your go-to word. Hey, now. You're going to go wow after we have a little conversation at yeah. halftime. All I have to say, if you're listening right now, don't stop listening. Good. Don't, don't, you, don't you put your head next to the speaker. You turn off your phone. You turn off the email. And you get ready to listen. Because we're going to have a conversation. I am. Ooh, ah. Here's what I learned, dude. And we'll talk about our sponsors, but not yet. Yes. Here's what I learned. Kurt tapped into the vein of his industry, which is the installer dealers. And I... I, he didn't really speak to this. That you know, he. It sounds like he sent out a, a letter once and and then never again. Somehow he was staying in front of these folks, and, and he said they were paying attention to him. But I wonder how. But you know, the day you send out that mailer isn't the day you're going to get the business because the dealer, the person you're trying to sell to, has to have a need. And sometimes it's two and a half years later. So one thing is profitability is stick to itness. Absolutely. Yeah. And he, he approached different dealers and the one came back to him. Um, I, you know, he said he, he's definitely an inventor at heart. You can hear you can hear that and you can feel that. And a cat lover. That scratch. Oh, gee. <laughs> I'm kidding. And he, um, you know, he pushed the envelope. Uh, Think about that. Well, here's what's funny. He built a bigger fan. He built better functionality. Seriously, he pushed the envelope. He so, pushed the envelope. So that's... That's something I got from it. I was trying to get to one of those Nigel Tufnell jokes. I was like, oh, was your fan a little bigger? <laughs> and then he says, no, it was way bigger. I was hoping he'd say, yeah, it was a little bigger. I'm like, did you turn up to 11? <laughs> you know, um, Our fans go to 11. Why not just have it at 10? <laughs> go faster at 10. No, no, this one goes, goes to, to 11. 11. <laughs> you know, what? this is what I thought was funny and also absurd at the same time. He was t- talking about how his customers like variable speed infinite variable speed and like why they want it and quite frankly i don't think he knows the answer he's like well because they want it right that's the absurd thing consumers notice different that's a big lesson when it comes to sales they notice different and there's an appeal to something different if you and i are looking out the studio window we can see cars driving by the highway if a giraffe walks down there we will notice and we'll stare out that window and go what's going on we it's Drafts are not the best form of transport. Um, like you don't want to draft in New Jersey and be walking down the highway, but we will notice and say, "Oh, that's cool, man." Right. We'll talk about it. Yeah. When you have a difference, people notice and like to consume it. Right. Reminds me of my friend who plays guitar. He had this uh, called a power soak. It yeah. would actually 
he could turn his amp up really loud, but he would turn down the power so it got lower. So he got really nasty distortion, but it was at a low volume. I love that. It's pretty cool. I love that. Infinite, infinite. Uh, so, so right now. Um, oh yeah, I want to thank Nextiva. <laughs> They're a voiceover. I, I, Mike, uh, you're getting up. You're getting ready for the next bit. Right? And he's he's standing yeah, up. I'm here. getting all ready. Yeah, because this next bit, I gotta get full. Fully into it. Um, so hang on, listeners. This is going to be awesome. Nextiva, voiceover uh, IP phone provider. I've used them for years. Reached out to them one day and said, you got to become a sponsor. And they're like, yeah, absolutely. They've been with us for 22 episodes. Uh, I mean, they're just hanging in tight. If you need a phone system, you should be checking out VoIP. If you're checking out VoIP, check out Nextiva, N-E-X-T-I-V-A.com. I also want to thank Fundera. They are a one-stop funding source. Uh, they again renewed with us as a corporate partner and are supporting the show. Um, so don't we laugh. Need, it's we true. need funds. We should. <laughs> I know. I know. I know. Could you? Uh, so if you need to get funds for your business, go to Fundera.com. They do all the hard work shopping it out for you, and they come back and say, here's where we found funds for you. Here's where he has approved you. Your money's available. Right. And then T-Sheets. Um, T-Sheets is a... Um, time tracking system so you can track the time of your employees which if you're a one-man band is still important because as you do projects for different clients you need to track what time you're doing what so that's what the system does right the time is time is everything and t-sheets help yeah, and you need to account for it yeah so right now you the listener it's halftime and you're coming half off time. you're coming off <laughs> you're coming first, off the <laughs> coming off the field and you're coming into the locker room with me and uh have a seat here with with the other people with the other players and uh oh here comes the coach he's uh we're going to see what the coach is going to say he's co- the coach is going to give us a halftime speech so sit here sometimes you know he gets a little animated so just relax so so the deal is we've been, we've all been in business and it's halftime in half our business time. and here comes the coach now you sit down now if you don't know my name it's Bobby Knight, spell with two O's. B O O P E I. Now listen to me. Put down your coffee. Put down. Turn off the email. I am not here to f around this week. We grant business. Now here's the deal. If you want to be successful, you better be successful. This is what you need to do. It's about reciprocity. 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 Come closer. No, closer. Closer. Stop this! Don't get so close to me! Here's what you do. It's called reciprocity. Reciprocity is where you give to your back and you're not giving enough. You are, you call yourself an entrepreneur, you make me sick! You have to give. And what you give, you get back. You want to be profitable? You want to make your clients profitable? You want to be successful? You want to get that success? Do you want this business or not? God, I did not come here ever out this week! Reciprocity. You go back into that game of yours called entrepreneurship. You go back and grow your business. It's now the second half. And if you want to be successful, give customers what you want to get. Make them achieve what you want to achieve and you will have it. It's called reciprocity. Oh, my God. Wow. What a performance by our coach. Man, I'm psyched to get back in the game. Dude, that guy was awesome. Yeah. God, what's it? <laughs> Who was that coach? Bobby Knight. Bobby Knight. Yeah. Spelled two O's, I heard him say. That's you. That's him. That's Oh, that was, that him. was him. He walked off. Yeah, it wasn't you. No, I was just sitting here sweating. The coach left the room. That was awesome, dude. <laughs> you spit all over that mic. Dude, if you want to... <laughs> I know. Love it. God. If you want to learn more about Chris Curran, go to fractalrecording.com. That's right. Producing podcasts for businesses. And you're rocking the world with... With uh, Profit First Professionals. If you need to drive profit in your business... God, say, go to profitfirstprofessionals.com. <laughs> 
and uh, we'll take care of you. You're not here to uh, mess around this week, are no, you? No, I'm fired <laughs> up, man. Dudes, thanks for joining us. Come back for episode 23. In the meantime, get your pets neutered and spayed. Oh, I love that little thing there. All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Take I care. I love you. So, <laughs> so, all right, so we're back. This is just between me, you, and Chris. Okay, Kurt's not loving this. And now anymore. everyone. And now everyone. So, we were talking about Kurt's tagline of uh, my fan, or the Invesco fans <laughs> suck. So, Chris and I have been working on taglines. I'm thinking he can also use the word thrust. Oh. The hardest, <laughs> the strongest thrust ever in the industry that sucks. How about that one? Invesco fans. The hardest thrust you'll ever experience in an indiv- industry that absolutely sucks. Thrusting innovation. <laughs> Thrusting innovation forward and back and forward and back. How about that? In silence. It's a silent fan. The fan that you cannot hear until it thrusts you with its sucking motion. He didn't like the blow. Like when yeah. I said, I like. I think it's better to say your fan blows. <laughs> He's like, that's stupid. He's like, there's no humor in that. Oh, <laughs> crazy! What a tough industry to be in. <laughs> he should make. A, he should make a video and sit next to a fan and be like. <laughs> And he's trying to talk over the fan. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> That's genius. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Let me try it. Wait, I like, like, it. like a real. He should do like a Brit. I like this one. The Invisco fans are exceptional in terms of their Oh, oh. <laughs> no, he should do it where he talks to the fan, where goes, you know, like that. So turn the fan back on. I am your father. And he he thought this one was a was an airplane. What? <laughs> that's not an airplane. That, that's a, that's an oscillating fan. Yeah. Give me some other fan sounds that we could have had. What else you got there? Can I, can I throw it my way? The celestial. I love celestial white noise. Right. He's like, oh. Clearly, that's my fan. <laughs> Clearly. That's an Invisco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was funny. That was funny.